first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Good afternoon. The last day of the year of 2021. How many retrospectives, political retrospectives and other things have you <laughs> already been listening to? They happen the minute Christmas is over. We get a week of political retrospectives. And guess what? This show, show is not really going to be all that different in that respect. Uh, but I have a few thoughts. If you have some thoughts or questions, the lines are open, 888-627-6008. As you know, around here we have the capability, but not always the possibility of callers, but we love having callers call in and talk to us about their thoughts. So this would be the question. First of all, you can call and say anything that's on your mind. But the question is, most people, I mean, I'm not given to making predictions, but the last day of the year is a good time to make predictions. And what I've been telling everybody that I know is it's going to take a miracle for things to be a whole lot better in 2022. I'm expecting enormous challenges. I am not terribly optimistic. Do I think we can survive it? Oh, heck yeah. But uh, I think 2022 will be a great challenge because we've seen what leftists do when they have a monopoly of power in 2021. Uh, and we are going to talk about that with a wonderful guest, which we'll have after the break. But if you'd like to call in and offer your thoughts, matter of fact, we, we could take calls uh, anytime on this particular show, 888-627-6008. So a couple of thoughts here, and they're random thoughts, because we are going to talk about uh, a fair amount of issues about the new year what's gone on this past year, which in my opinion has been one assault on American citizens after another, and what we think, if, if we think things are going to get better or worse, uh, I think they're going to get a lot, be a lot worse before they get better. Inflation seems to be among the many things on the list of the left that they want to do to us. It, it shouldn't be... A guess, I guess you could say. It shouldn't be such an outrageous question to ask. Are they doing all this on purpose? Well, of course they're doing all of this on purpose. Now you're seeing what the left that used to lie to you about what they intended would really do with a monopoly of power. They would systematically and as quickly as possible take away your rights, contradict themselves on 
every issue that they've been lecturing you on, including racism, bigotry, um, uh, free speech, liberty, and uh, a host of other things. They're doing everything that they claim to have been so against. We know this. Uh, I've written lists about it, and I don't have it handy at the moment. But here are a couple of questions you're not supposed to ask. All right. Uh, One of them I shall start with is this. Have you ever noticed that not one depopulationist ever counts themselves among those he deems unnecessary? So people who are arrogant and ignorant enough to tell you that the population must be reduced. And what they don't want you to know is that what they're just, they're justifying some form of genocide or a disrespect for life itself, right? Uh, Birth control is one thing, but euthanasia, abortion, um, um, uh, I can never think of that word. I think it's because I, I, uh, I, I block it out. Margaret Sanger and her uh, eugenics, that's the word that I have trouble remembering because it's so evil and despicable that human beings appoint themselves in control and in charge of deciding, deciding who lives and who dies, who deserves to be um, Uh, replenished, you know, who deserves to have kids and who doesn't, Uh, they get to decide with their subjective views um, uh, the population. Let's see, I think there was a guy in the 40s who decided subjectively who deserved to live and who deserved to die. And these people had no moral compass to say that that was evil. So at its heart, we are dealing with a moral uh, and really a good versus evil kind of scenario here, whether you know it or not. So let me go back to the questions you aren't supposed to ask. And that was my first one. Uh, where did I find the questions you're not supposed to ask? There they are. Is there ever a test for these endless variants? If not, how do they know they exist at all, and who has it? Have they provided any symptoms, any evidence, so that people will know that they have the variant, other than we've been told it's a bad cold, it's a bad, it's really nothing more than a bad cold. And of course, the people who've been, quote, vaccinated, it's not a vaccination, Uh, are the ones that are getting it. But they don't want you to know that either. People have asked me on other things, well, who, who do you believe? With so much misinformation, with so many lies, corruption, propaganda out there, who do you believe? Well, that's an interesting question. Because if you don't have a moral compass, you could be led in any direction. Whether your moral compass is based on God and the Bible or a, a, an, a fundamental understanding of good versus evil 
And some people will argue that we don't have that without God, and that's another discussion. I think there are certain universal truths, and you can take a religious view of this or a secular view of this, but either way, if you're a moral relativist, then you're going to be lead, uh, led in any direction that you're persuaded in or any direction that uh, moves you emotionally. So that is among the many reasons that people of faith are uh, among the most, the biggest threats to communists and socialists and totalitarians because they answer to a higher authority. It doesn't mean that they always succeed at elevating life, living a godly life, all of those things. But it does mean, we hope, people of faith, that they strive for it. If you don't know good versus evil and you don't think there are any absolutes or that life or God holds you accountable for the choices you make, then um, every day it's a different day and you can be persuaded that uh, COVID will kill you that you have to stay in your house for two years, that uh, 10 days to flatten the cur curve. Oh no, maybe not. Uh, you have to stay in quarantine 14 days. Oh no, maybe five, maybe three, maybe 12. I'm not sure, but you still have to listen to me. Uh, your presidential potted plant will tell you we'll never have vaccine mandates and then goes about doing exactly that. Uh, you'll go along to get along if you don't think that there is our moral absolutes. And one of them has to do with the use of force. If you condone the use of force on your fellow citizens so as to take their liberties and freedoms, their God-given liberties and freedoms away, then uh, you're a moral relativist. You will allow the government to force other citizens to do what uh, you want, but then when the government forces you to do something they want, suddenly <clears throat> it's too late. Here's another question. How come nothing they ever say about COVID, COVID, COVID is ever true? Has Anything the propaganda media, the bureaucrats have said about it, been true. And yet, have we seen the utter and complete obsession in changing this country, God willing, not irrevocably, uh, to cleave and bow to a virus that's 99.86% non-lethal? for almost everybody. It is, in the general population, not lethal. And yet, everybody is kowtowing. I just heard that for a conference, it's not a conservative conference, that people who don't agree with the COVID cult, who don't agree with the forcing of vaccines, who don't agree with any of it, they're still asking people to take a PCR test because uh, some of their constituents 
are nervous. So we are all much too polite today. I just heard that before airtime, actually, that, you know, they're going to ask people to take a PCR test. How about that? Even though they themselves don't agree, but they're going along to getting along. They're going along to get along. How come the COVID cultists are so committed to these lies, even when the truth keeps coming out, that behavior has been consistent, that behavior has been consistent and apparent from the very start? Here's another question. How come they insist on pushing, no, forcing treatments that are killing people and suppressing treatments that are saving lives or at least are less invasive. I got to ask that again, because that's the question I think that they most don't want you to know. How come they are insisting on forcing treatments that are killing people and the evidence is coming out every day? And yet they are suppressing treatments that are saving lives or at least are less invasive. Isn't that as much of an indictment of their motive as anything that you can imagine? It is for me. And yet some of the conversations I've had with fellow conservatives, well, that's only speculation. You can never speculate as to motive. Uh, I think you can. If we couldn't speculate as to motive and recognize clear motives in behavior, we could never, almost never hold people accountable in the courts. Remember that old phrase, motive and opportunity? Well, we have motive and opportunity for attempting to turn this country into a communist hellhole. And we've seen people like this do it. Oh, I have to take a break, but I'm excited because we're going to have somebody to talk more about 2021 and what 2022 might look like and what we can do about it. Gird your loins, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to need all the prayers we can get. Karen Cataline, this is Spouting Off on BBS Radio and K-Star Radio Network. We will be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash askauntemma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma today. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. 
Welcome back to Spouting Off. I'm Karen Cataline, and it is the last day of the year of 2021, and we are looking back and we're looking forward. Uh, here to join me and to help us do that is a new friend of mine, um, and I apologize that I don't have as much of her background as I'd like, and I'm going to let her talk about it, but her name is Vicki Tonkins, and she is getting into talk radio in a in a pretty big way, and I'm so glad for it. Vicki is the current, uh, well, I'll let her tell you the actual name, but she is a pistol. She is extremely uh, outspoken and fun to talk to. Vicki, oh, and she's from El Paso County in Colorado. Vicki Tonkins, Welcome to our retrospective here on Spouting Off. Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate the invite. It's, it's great talking with you. <laughs> and uh, yes, my name is Vicki Tonkins, and I'm the El Paso County GOP chair. You see, now I should have had that in front of me, and I apologize, because I knew no that, problem. but I just didn't want to get it wrong. So as let's just give people a background, not only for uh, all of our listeners, but for Colorado listeners, among your claims to fame, and I just want to give you a couple <laughs> minutes to talk about it, the reason you have garnered so much support among the grassroots is that as the El Paso County Chair, you have taken the deep state and the establishment Republicans to task and they didn't like it much. So talk about that a little bit because it shows you've got, you know, you, you're an equal opportunity uh, criticizer and you've got principles and guts. Oh. Well, it has not been an easy task. Uh, I came into this position in October of 2019. I had originally been um, elected secretary back in February of 2019 um, and the chair and vice chair uh, in August of the same year decided to resign. And I was the only officer left. And when that happens, um, usually your bylaws dictate how you're supposed to handle that. Well, there was nothing in the El Paso County GOP uh, bylaws that said what a secretary is supposed to do when she's the only one left. So we went, yeah. Oh my. Let me let me just say this. That has been changed. Um Good. anyway, you know, no one really knew what to do at that point. So I reached out to the state GOP to see if maybe their bylaws stated anything and and they did walk me through the process because it's something that has never happened before. And mm -hmm. so we tried to have a special election and somebody messed up balloting. Uh, which was mm. horrible, and so we had to go through a whole new process with that. Um, the person who had wanted to be chair, he refused to come in and help with anything. When he did come in the office one time, it was not a good thing. We'll just say it that way. Um, and so uh, we had to have a special election in October of 2019, and I won 66% of the vote. And became 66. the new chair. That's 66% of the vote. That's huge in politics, right? Yeah, I didn't realize how huge that was. So that's huge. I was like, okay, 
I I can't get people people to agree on anything. That's a a huge number. So go for it. I mean, that is, that's impressive. It means people wanted you to do exactly what you were doing. Well, I think what had happened when the two individuals resigned as chair and vice chair, they left me 10 days out of our Lincoln Day dinner. And everybody knows that Lincoln Day dinners, that's your biggest fundraiser. Mm -hmm. Um, I had found out that only 157 seats had been sold and a promise of 400, and that was a whole nother mess. But we got through it successfully, and I think people saw that I was really working, you know, hard for, you know, the betterment of the party, and and I was not willing to just let things fall apart. Mm. And so when the election came around, I think that that was just one of many things that they were impressed with. Um, I was left with no money. In fact, I was left with a negative $795 in the account when I took over. And so, uh, yeah, they left me in a, in a, in a terrible position, but it it really, it really gave us an opportunity to, to let the Republican, the grassroots Republicans really shine by helping with donations, uh, giving, and we pulled out of all the the bad stuff that had happened. So and that's, that's how it started. <laughs> due to your principles, your uh, uh, willingness not to let things slide and to go against the grain of the establishment. And the reason yeah. that's so important is because that's what every single citizen who is now on the front lines of fighting for this country's future, the heart and soul of this country, and for liberty is having to do. It's separating the men from the boys, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm yeah. glad that people are finally stepping up and doing just that. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Um, let's just dive right in, shall we? And I'm just so glad to have you here. You're doing some talk radio of your own. And so you're following issues maybe more than ever. Um, yes. It's traditional <laughs> on the last day of the year or the last week of the year to, to look back. And this has been like drinking from a fire hose. I oh mean, to ask anybody, what do you think were the most important issues of 2021? Oh my God. But why don't I just give you the floor and talk about the things we might as well just say the things that put your hair on fire more than anything else. What were the things that had you going, oh, my God? Just a few, because there's way too many. We'll be here until uh, tomorrow if we if we talk about them all. <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. And I think probably the, uh, the, the thing that's in the forefront of most people's minds, of course, is COVID um, and the mandates of masking, vaccine, all of that kind of stuff. I think that's probably in the forefront of people's minds. And then probably second to that, and maybe running neck and neck first, would probably be the economy. I mean, just what has happened in less than a year. Um, uh, I think that's probably something that people are really concerned about. And I think everything else probably comes in second, third, you know, in in a close third, fourth, fifth. Right, right. And when they throw everything at you all at once, they're they're, – making all kinds of edicts to, you know, do this or you don't have a job, do this, 
do that and uh, you won't be able to feed your family. Then when they open the borders completely and they abandon people in Afghanistan and the long list of stuff that were just utter outrages in 2021, you, you don't know which to choose first. Uh, let's, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm dying to talk about the Supreme Court and the VAX mandate, but that's actually for 2022. And um, <laughs> I hate to say I'm not optimistic, but as for this COVID, 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 and I'd like to to ask you what you've seen where you are, because you're in El Paso County, which is a pretty conservative, It's it's got Colorado Springs in it, right? Uh, yeah. Among other places, uh, there are some pockets of leftism there, but for the most yeah. part, it's kind of a conservative area. Um, what have you watched in your area from we've gone from we're going on uh, an anniversary of two years of yeah. 10 days to flatten the curve. And now it's all COVID all the time, COVID 24 seven COVID, COVID, COVID all the time. Are people wearing masks? What are you seeing like in your immediate community? Well, when all this started happening in early 2020 and, uh, you know, they said that we need to uh, stay in our homes for a couple of weeks. You know, when something new comes out like that and you really don't know what it is, you're like, okay, no, no, no big deal, you know, because I can work from home. Okay, I can stay at home to it. Well, I don't know about you, but I got a little stir crazy. Um, so I think the I country like, got stir crazy. That's for sure. Yeah, I was like, I gotta get out of this house. <laughs> and but in the meantime, in the meantime, I was doing a little bit of research about viruses and and what they are and what they do and and all this kind of thing. And one of the things that was highly recommended was outside and sun. And I exactly. thought exactly. Oh, why are we in the house? Uh-huh. Yeah. So one day I looked at my husband. And I said, bye. I'm going out. <laughs> but I've got to get out you. of the house. And so um, I showed up at one of the big box stores. And there's a guy sitting at the door with the, like a <laughs> clipboard. And he <laughs> says, um, of course, I didn't have a mask on. He said, ma'am, do you have on a mask? And I said, no. And he said, well, would you like one? I said, no, no. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, well, it's, 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 um, how did he say it? I think he said it's a, a mandate or it's a requirement or something like that by the governor. And being who I am, I had already printed out what the governor actually said and I carried it with me in my purse. And Love so it. I pulled it out and I said, well, right here, the governor <laughs> says I'm exempt. And he looks at me and he goes, okay, go on in. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. I love it. It's all yeah. an illusion. The whole thing yeah. is an illusion. There were never it any is. laws. It's just that they got private businesses uh, to do it. And, have, and boy, this has just been a jump the shark moment. Hasn't it? This is what put us all on notice that they have abandoned the Constitution and abandoned caring what people think. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that just really broke my heart 
is when I saw all these um, businesses closing, people who had spent years building a business. I mean, anybody who's ever started any type of business, whether it's home-based or um, you you purchased a a building or whatever, Mm. the blood, sweat, and tears you put into that, the hours, your own money, I mean, just everything that you put into something like that, and Mm -hmm. to lose it because the government says you have to shut down. Mm -hmm. I I mean, just the tears of these business people that I saw. And, you know, I I joined a group to try to come together uh, with these uh, businesses and fight back. And uh, some of them were just totally, totally afraid, you know, to do that. And it's been fear Um, ever since. Uh, Forgive me, we have to take a little break, but uh, when we come back, we're going to start with this little thing that you said that I think was a harbinger of so much more to come as it relates to COVID when you said to see the sunlight. They were telling okay. you to stay inside, but sunlight is what uh, hindered or, or suppressed the virus. That's so significant because that, that told us a lot about what was to come. So yeah. we're talking to Vicki Tonkins from El Paso County, El Paso County Republican, GOP chair, but so much more gutsy, outspoken, and a conservative. We'll be right <laughs> back. You're listening to Spouting Off, and uh, we'll have a program note for you when we get back as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Catalina. Looking for even more great conservative talk radio? The K-Star Talk Radio Network is a Christian-owned, alternative conservative news and talk radio internet broadcasting network. They have a full line of programming about spiritual, political, social, economic, financial, and health-related topics. And their goal is to encourage critical thinking about the issues of the day. The K-Star Talk Radio Network features great shows like America's First News, The Keith Hansen Show, Erskine, and Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Check out the whole schedule at their website at kstarradionetwork.com. Time could be short for a free people to share ideas in a free society. K-Star Radio Network is fighting a spiritual war on an earthly plane. Visit them today at... KstarRadioNetwork.com. And now, more spouting off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off on the very last day of 2021. I would tell you, oh, thank God 2021's over because 2022 is going to be better. I don't know. I can't tell the future. I think we're going to have to gird our loins in 2022 uh, because I don't see. uh, Maybe we'll get some good news, oh, say around November, but we've got a long way until then. Uh, Before we get back to our wonderful guest, Vicki Tonkins, um, um, chair of the El Paso County GOP in Colorado, I just want to let you know 
that uh, a programming note. First off, if you're counting, and I don't know what's wrong with you if you're counting. I count because I have to. This is, believe it or not, What's Symmetry, show number 299 of Spouting Off Since I Began, which interestingly enough means that when we do next week's show, Friday, uh, I believe it is the 7th of January, it'll be show 300. So that rarely happens that way. And for the new year, just in time, we will be heard an hour earlier. Uh, And that's for a whole bunch of reasons. But put it on your calendar if you're listening. Uh, From now on in 2022, Spouting Off will be heard on BBS Radio and the K-Star Radio Network at 12 noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern, instead of 2 p.m. Eastern. Part of the reason for that is so that if you're interested, and we hope you are, to listen to Spouting Off on Tuesdays and Thursdays out of Nashua, New Hampshire, that show is done at 1 p.m. Eastern. That means you can get three episodes of Spouting Off Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, if you know where to look. Actually, it's easy. You just go to my website, karencataline.com, and you can click right there if you're there at Showtime, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Central. And uh, then you can listen to and call in uh, for spouting off. So let's get back. Thank you so much for joining us, Vicki. We have so much more to talk about. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So before the break, you said something that perked my ears. A lot of things you said perked my ears up. And I said, yes, when they were clearly telling people to stay indoors when it was clear that sunlight is what uh, suppressed the virus, I began to wonder, it was only a hunch that this entire thing, uh, they couldn't, the, the people that were pushing the mask mandates and the constant being pushed and even being told where to stand at a Walmart, which was insulting <laughs> and condescending and outrageous to be told where to walk and how to walk. Uh, immediately, Liberty Lovers said, wait a second, something has gone off the rails here. Well, I had a hunch then that mm-hmm. these people were leftist authoritarians and that they didn't want people as hard as it is to say to be doing things that are right for them, but we're actually recommending the wrong thing. And after two full years of watching deadly vaccines, invasive vaccines being forced upon us and suppressed drugs like ivermectin and others that are less invasive, that don't work all the time, but have shown to work, there is a sinister and frightening thing that I want you to comment about or tell me if you agree or disagree, that the people making the rules do not have our best interests at heart, but have our worst interests at heart. What do you think? That's exactly what I think, because they keep this is the one thing that these people keep touting or spouting off, (laughs) saying, (laughs) um, you know, this is this is good for you. Uh, The government knows best. So stay in your house, social distance, wear a mask. And this is going to go away. This virus 
will go away. We're going to destroy this virus. And I kind of chuckled when I heard that because I thought, what? Viruses don't go away? <laughs> yeah, and they're getting everything they want. Uh, uh, the totalitarianism from using the virus as an excuse. So uh, uh, yeah. a lot of us, and you did too, I'm sure, said this virus is never going away. They love never. this virus. <laughs> it's <laughs> never going away. Never and now, going and away. We have the Delta and we have the Omicron. I wonder what's going to be next. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> You know what I loved, Vicky, uh, is when I heard Delta, I thought of Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> and I called it the Delta House variant. And oh uh, they just pull this stuff out of the air, you know, not the yeah. virus. The, 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 they are pulling it out of the air, which brings me to another question that we have seen. The ugly, I have been writing about this. The, the real virus, the real thing that is among the, the gravest concerns that I have and is absolutely essential for communism and socialism to take hold is this war on dissent, this yes. censorship, this uh, going after the freedom of speech and deciding there's only one way to think, one way to believe, and one way to speak. And, and this is an anathema to America. Uh, I'd love for you to wax philosophic about that because we cannot, we cannot discuss this enough. The more they tell us to shut up, the louder we got to be, don't we? Absolutely. Give us your thoughts. And, and this is one of the things that I face as, as the chair here in El Paso County. El Paso County has been embroiled in division for decades. This It's nothing new. People seem to want to try to blame me for division and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, guys, you've been around longer than I have, and this is all I've heard from this party. So division and pitting people against each other is so, let's just call it diabolical, and that's what they want. They want division because when you can divide people, those same people who seem to be saying the same thing will be fighting each other. Yeah. And so with the COVID situation, now you hear all this talk, oh, you're anti-vaxxer because you don't want to get the, get the shot. Oh, we got to separate the anti-vaxxers from the vaxxed people. What is that? That's exactly what communism and Marxism does. Divide mm -hmm. and conquer is they can divide us and call us names and tell we're this and we're that. I'm not an anti-vaxxer person. But this that they're pushing, there's more to it than just wanting to make me a better person or make sure I don't get sick. And so I think that's yeah. why we're starting to see a lot more pushback from people saying, uh, no, I'm not doing this. I can make my own choice. And you hear people you know, touting what the, um, the the feminist movement wants to say, my body, my choice. Yeah. Well, that's kind of backfiring on them, I think. Yeah, well, when you don't, when you have no shame, you don't care if you're a hypocrite. <laughs> you don't <laughs> mind my saying. I mean, you know, they say that conservatives, and of course there's a bunch of them that you found out are not, our friends necessarily, or are not mm -hmm. holding to the principles of basic liberty, but conservatives 
don't always live up to their principles, but the left, and I don't include every liberal, but the left, they don't have any. They don't have <laughs> any principles. It's whatever I say today goes. Yeah. But among the biggest lies of the whole coronavirus thing, and you can see that we, you mentioned it first, and it's taking up most of this retrospective because it is being used as a bludgeoning tool to take away our rights. But among the biggest lies and the most preposterous and poisonous lies, I talked to Mike Rosen this week, by the way, on the radio, and, and the interview and my commentary is on my website, KarenCataline.com. Uh, people with brains. I've always thought Mike Rosen was a very smart guy. And yet they're falling prey to this bizarre notion that people who haven't taken the vax are a threat to people who have. Well, isn't that the reverse, right? Yes. So if you're vaxxed, why should you be afraid and be angry, hostile, and incensed by people who don't? The only reasons I can think of is that you are insecure about your decision. You have bought into the propaganda that the unvaxxed people are uh, lepers and should be drummed out of society and deserve your disdain and deserve the um, uh, persecution and bullying and intimidation that we are seeing. Or you're not thinking clearly, you know, mm -hmm. you're just not thinking clearly. Uh, why would a unvaxxed person possibly threaten a person who believes in the vax? It makes no sense. I mean, nope. logically, if you've taken the vaccine that you believe will prevent you from spreading or getting COVID-19, why are you concerned whether or not I have it? Because you're yeah. protected. So yeah, but you they're don't not have to protected. be concerned about me. It's my decision. Exactly. Exactly. And, I, and it's an outrageous decision. One of the things I said to Mike Rosen, among other things, was, you know, we're both conservatives, and he admits I'm more conservative than him, but he was Mr. Conservative for decades on talk radio mm -hmm. in Colorado. And I said, one of us is not angry or has designs in what the other one of us does. All right? <laughs> one of us doesn't care if you take it or don't take it, but believes in free choice. The other one thinks you deserve what you get if you don't do as you're told. And that is part of yeah, the well, problem. I lost you there. Oh, I said, and the other one of us thinks you deserve what you get if you don't do as you're you, told. This is scapegoating. This is, as you pointed out, rightfully. Are you still with us? Darn. Hello? Darn. I'll be able to hear. Uh, Mr. Okay. Producer, am I still on? Okay, I'm still on. All right. I All right, hear I'm you, back. Vicky, and we're about to take a break, so we'll get our little noise problem. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, good. We're just about ready to take a break, um, and I don't know what happened. I heard a click there. Um, nevertheless... When we come back, uh, I'm going to throw a few different issues at you, if you don't mind. Dennis Prager, uh, who is quite, uh, quite a philosopher, <laughs> he, 
he wrote a great piece with a lot of these issues that we are wanting to talk about. And uh, the title of which says, The Crappy Year We Just Lived Through. <laughs> the Crappy Year. Actually, I'm only going to give you one because I want to, to save time in our final segment about what you expect, if there are things you're expecting, or if you think things are going to get better or worse. Uh, this is the time to make some kinds of uh, predictions, even though we know uh, we make plans and God laughs, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't that true? So I am delighted to be talking with Vicki Tonkins at the end of the year, um, El Paso County Chairman of the GOP in Colorado. And you're listening to Spouting Off. We'll be right back. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadoline. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital, starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back to Spouting Off. Um, we are talking with Vicki Tonkins, who is uh, El Paso County GOP Chair in Colorado. And uh, we're looking back on the year and looking forward uh, to 2022. Going to be a long time before we get to 2222, right? (laughs) I don't think any of Mm -hmm. us will be here, but we do hope that Liberty will still be here. Thanks for staying with us, Vicki. I appreciate it. No problem. So I want to read this to you and just get a, I hate to say a short comment, because then I want to leave time for us to talk about what you think what you're expecting or not expecting in 2022. Uh, Dennis Prager wrote a whole bunch of things, and he put uh, some of his more favorite quotes. And um, to his point, it's not relevant, but yet it is relevant, but it's not relevant that you happen to be black. And Dennis Mm -hmm. Prager said something, and I love black conservatives because they show (laughs) black conservatives are even more Uh, unusual and Jewish conservatives, but uh, we as conservatives, we don't spend a lot of time on that stuff, but we're always having to address these identity politics issues. And Prager puts it very, very well. He writes, colorblind means one does not believe a person's color is in any way significant. There is little that reveals the immorality, dishonesty, and racism of the left more than it's war on colorblindness. Your thoughts? Well, I think I've heard him say that before because I, I, I listen to his show and I really enjoy some of the, the things that he brings out. <clears throat> the problem that I have with colorblindness is this. Um, I'm a believer in God and I believe that he makes what he does for a reason. So black, white, yellow, green, purple, red, whatever our color may be, 
Mm-hmm. I believe God did that on purpose because God loves color. And so um, I have, I kind of have an issue with, you know, when I hear people say I'm colorblind because it's kind of like you don't see me. I appreciate, I well, I don't know if that's the right word to use. I don't have a problem with people knowing I'm black. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. when they meet me, that's that's obvious. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of have a little differing of that. Uh-huh. Um, I think what I think what the left does is they make it an issue. They make it a Excellent talking point. point. Mm-hmm. They make it. Um, this is the only thing about that person. Mm. And that's where I think they have truly missed it from my view, but from their view, that's all they have. All they have is race. That's the only, I mean, think about it. You think about what they say on a daily basis. They have nothing. They, they're not leaders. <laughs> yeah. All they talk about is true. race and, and we need to make sure there's a balance in race. Well, haven't we been doing this long enough to realize that's not important? Uh, yeah, but then they would have nothing. And that's exactly what he's, I think that was it, very well put. Um, I have no problem having people know I'm Jewish. Uh, and yet exactly. I don't make it, I don't make it about everything. It, uh, mm-hmm. I think as far as judging people or evaluating people, um, I think we are encouraged to be told that we are racist whether we have anything to say about it or not. Right. But you know what? We agree so much more. I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting point. So I made it in red on my notes. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go right to 2022. So obviously we have the midterm elections and uh, tomorrow's a brand new year. What are you expecting? Yeah. What are you reticent about? What are you excited about? Just uh, uh, spout off, Vicki Tonkins. <laughs> well, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and think about uh, what I desire, what I personally desire to see in 2020. My husband and I were actually talking a little bit about it, or 2022. We were talking a little bit about it last night. But as far as um, my job as the chair uh, in El Paso County, 2022 is going to be very, very busy. Um, you know, we had many people who are running for office. Um, I can't really take a stand until people are primaried and we have that one candidate, but I got to tell you, we have some great people running and then we have some not so great people running. And so I I know it's going to be very busy. I believe that, um, people are ready for something different, which is, I think Mm -hmm. the reason why they elected me. Um, (laughs) they want somebody who's got some guts, and I see more people taking the time to question people who are running, and I have encouraged that, uh, and not just go by what they say, because you can say a lot, but in what you don't say is important as well. I have Mm -hmm. seen politicians over the years who, they just will not answer a direct question. They go around the bush and all of this and that. And I've told people, I said, if they can't ask you, answer your question directly, mm-hmm. that's probably not the person you want to vote for. Um, right. There, yeah, there's this game that these guys play 
where they try to not really take a stand. And by not taking a stand, if you can't take a stand on something, I don't need you representing me. And they're trained to do that. They're trained to sound like they will be everything to everyone. Yes. And see, I'm not that person. And that's one of the things that that the elite uh, dislike about me. Uh, I'm gonna. You ask me a question. I'm gonna answer a question. I'm not gonna try to hem and haw around the bush. I'm gonna answer a question. I'm from the country. I don't have time <laughs> to waste my time uh, trying to figure out how you. I need to answer you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who I am uh, uh-huh. right at the start. And some people have a hard time with that. And um, so I, my expectation, I think for 2022, is that people will see. And they'll discern and they'll uh-huh. make wise decisions with their vote because you're uh-huh. basically hiring somebody. And these people who are running for office, I think they're starting to see, I might as well just be real. Some of them, not all of them. Right. I might as well be real because if I'm not, I'm not going to get elected anyway. Um, and if I am, maybe I have a better chance. Uh, so I'm hoping that 2022 will see a, a swing to uh, conservative Republicans being elected, taking back the House and the Senate. Uh, I know it can be a long shot in some ways, but I think we have that opportunity. And the thing that I have told people for a long time is the Republican Party has the right message. We just say it terribly. <laughs> um, we have the, the best platform uh, for freedom for the American people and individuals. And I'm just dumbfounded that we can't even get it out of our mouth as a party when it's so simple. But I think, like you were saying, people have gotten trained to be politicians, and so they don't even say the truth when they know that it's the truth. Yeah, or they've been so, bought and sold by the establishment and by this this uh, uh, this leftism that uh, we're seeing. It's it's very scary times. I will tell you that the one thing that I'm looking at, because it's happening like January 6th, I've heard, or later, is that a Supreme Court is going to decide on vax mandates. And I fear that uh, conservatives have higher hopes than they really ought. I don't trust Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court anymore. Uh, I don't, uh, the best people on the Supreme Court are Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. And other than that, maybe Gorsuch. So it would be a Mm -hmm. 6-3 decision. And then where do you go? Uh, If they they mandate vaccine passports in America, I don't know where we go from there. So, yeah, I'm pretty concerned. Looks like we only have about a minute left. I got to close the show. Any final comments real quick? Vicki Tonkins, what a pleasure always to talk to you. You're so easy to talk to, and I love people who shoot from the hip. So any final comments? <laughs> you. Uh, you have a we- Do you have a website? I do not. I mean, if you want to see about the GOP, I have that, but not a personal okay. website. Because your yeah. email. Yes. Are you, well, tell everybody your uh, social media if they'd like to connect with you and write you or send you an email, whatever, on social media. You guys are going to laugh. I'm no longer on Facebook. I said oh. goodbye. Oh, no. So that is not a bad I'm thing. Like, you know what? Forget it. That's I'm a on good MeWe. thing. I'm on MeWe. You can type in my name, Vicki Tonkins, and it'll come up. 
Tonkins. Yeah. Um, yep. Excellent. And that's about it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That's the principal thing to do. And I keep saying I'm going to do it. I haven't done it yet. But I'm on all those others. We will connect on MeWe. Vicki Tonkins. Happy New Year, Vicki. I so appreciate you spending this time with us. Happy New Year, Karen, and uh, I'm excited about being on your show and Ah. and where it's going to go in the new year. Hey, we'll have you back for sure. And that about does it for us here on Spouting Off. I got to say a very special thanks to Doug Newsom, my producer, his twin brother, Don, BBS Radio. I've been with them for uh, almost five years now. 2017 is when I started with BBS Radio and Spouting Off, and it's led to so many wonderful opportunities. Thanks to K-Star Radio Network, our partners, WSMN Radio in Nashua, New Hampshire, and thanks to my husband, the guy with an IQ greater than that of a small soap dish. And uh, tune in next week, an hour earlier, Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern for Spouting Off. And there will be, oh, so much to spout off in the new year here on Spouting Off. 